Ready to roll. I'm smothered and covered. Fat stacks back in the sack. Like, smothered, on that. Smothered, covered, chucked, and retarded. <laughs> I ate at Waffle House this morning. I was about to say, that's how I'm going to order my grits next time. Uh, can I get my grits smothered and retarded? Yeah, smothered and retarded. You better make sure they're retarded. morning i was eating reading a little book uh and this fucking older dude comes in and he goes oh you're actually reading a book huh and i was like yeah <laughs> like, he was trying to boomer meme you he, in real he, life he was boomer meme in real life he really did that nice and, and it it's very i'm sitting by myself at the counter no one else is at the counter with me he comes and sits in the chair right next to me and then starts bothering me i don't like when people do that like i if you see a man eating alone take a hint take a fucking hint and leave him alone I'm, I, I'm like, Especially not, if he's eating a hot dog, you don't want to send the wrong message. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Is there tapping my foot? Yeah, right. <laughs> tab, you want to go like in the bathroom? A, like there, a Republican son? senator. Yeah, you want to <laughs> go in the bathroom there, son? Uh, yeah, it just it fucking irked me. It was it was a weird way to start the day. But the in the in that that Waffle House, the cast and crew in there, it felt like I was in the middle of like some kind of retarded sitcom. Any fights? No fights. I don't think. I don't think that's. Uh, I think there's a very specific time of day that happens. I think they're usually in like Atlanta or Miami, it's, and it's like three a.m. Yeah. after the clubs let out, mm-hmm. and everybody's rowdy. I remember I was at the downtown one near campus one time after like a show at the National, mm-hmm. and there's a guy in there. I guess he. I don't know if he was security or not, but he had a pistol. And it was like, he was flat. It was Waffle open. Waffle House security? Yeah, I think because it gets pretty... I mean, there was a bunch of prostitutes in there. They were raising fucking Dude, house. I wonder what... That is like an elite force. If he was... Could, he looked very unstable. Uh, unstable and like he shouldn't have had a gun. Because he was like eyeballing them like... <laughs> Dude, they're like, like the he was, scorpion. He was like, fuck around and find out the guy. You know what I'm saying? But he was like... He was infusing it like it was coming out of him you know waffle house has her own scorpion unit yeah dude no he literally was the scorpion unit (laughs) i wonder like what what the actual like bar exam is for that like what's the (laughs) you got to be able to chase a 250 pound dude down like two blocks in chicago (laughs) not run out of breath yeah i don't know man it's it's waffle houses are such the last bastion of uh genuine american culture you know what i'm saying it's still the Wild West. And it hasn't changed at all Like it, over the time. It's been the same thing forever. It's a business model that works. Yeah. We make it. You eat it. Get mm-hmm. the fuck yeah. out. And, uh, but just there was some dodos in there, man. It was crazy. I mean, you, you know what to... You haven't lived till you've truly like, seen like the Chester Waffle House crew. Well, what's funny is like I remember growing up, like my mom would make it like a big deal. Like breakfast for dinner, mm-hmm. you know. Like it was a big deal. Like yeah. if if we went to Waffle House, that was like holy fuck. Like, Waffle yeah. House rules. Yeah. And like looking back on it, I just realized like we were just broke as hell. And my mom was just like, "Well, let's go get like, you know, fucking grits for dinner. Yeah. You get to have some slop, dude. Yeah, but 
Anywho, how you been, man? You doing good? How was you had fun yesterday on our little episode we did? Yes, and, and thank you again of for having me on Lifting in the Ruins. Again, if you're not listening to Lifting in the Ruins, what are you doing? True. What the fuck are you doing? You call yourself an Uncle Ted's fan, and you're not even going to listen to the Schizo Brothers. You're not listening to the spinoff, the <laughs> incredibly retarded, like low t- lowest tier of humor. You spin-off? call yourself a librarian. <laughs> yeah. What? Think about in five years when we take over the podcast universe. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, "I was there." Rogan's asking us to come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then we're like, "So tell us about your CIA friends, Joe." Hold his feet to the fire. We'll do that for you. We'll do that. We'll be like, hey, Joe, remember when uh, you said that you would totally sell yourself out for all the alien files, and now you have Mike Baker on and Bob Lazar? You fucking and these freak. Other, and these other, like, fucking um, weird, like, Western imperialism apologist guys. I love dude, those dudes. Dude, I still... I'm sorry. Like, I... I hate Bob Lazar so much. Yeah. I just hate I don't he, because he is he's the perfect con artist for like this era because he tried it once. He tried it in the nineties. He and tried hawking DVDs. Didn't stick. Yeah, didn't stick. But it's come back around, and now it's like <laughs> it's basically it's the same thing as uh, Ari Shafir releasing his special entitled "Jew" like a week after Kanye did his anti-Semitic rant. That's called. Marketing. It's either marketing Mar- or just when the stars align. Marketing. <laughs> Bro, we got lights now. They can see what you're doing. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, honestly, in Ari's case, that was probably the stars aligning. Because, you know, these comedians, they work on specials for months and years and right. do taping. And I'm sure it, he probably, I, I know for a fact he didn't intend to call it that. You think so? I have. A, I have. A, no, okay, I can't say for a fact because no, it's an entire in my special heart, in around. My mind. Have you seen it? No. Okay, I will say it's actually it's great because no, the entire hour and a half is about being Jewish. Interesting. Like all the material, and and for him, I think he actually like kind of left the religion, and now he. That's why he's always like dosing people and like doing weird like evil demonic things. He's Evil doing machine things. elf things. He's a, he uh, Ari Shafir is a machine elf in real life. Ari Shafir is just a Jewish evil hippie. Pretty much. It's really is, dude. But uh his I will say I watched it. It's really good. It's funny and he kind of like pokes fun at it. He's like I grew up this way and he just kind of pokes fun at, you know, the same way people will poke fun at Christianity, the same way people will poke fun at anything else. Mm-hmm. Woo-woo ideology. Right, like right. it's it's and I think it's actually subversive in the fact that Ari Shafir kind of did what Kanye did in a sense, because he's he's calling out a lot of the hypocrisy and like just the, the orthodoxy of the religion itself. Like right. he never really goes there. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't go there, mm-hmm. but he does say some some subversive stuff and it pushes the envelope far enough. Yeah, I that don't know. It's, that don't, it's funny, you know, and not like... I'm not uh, even like a big Ari fan, but I will say, if you haven't seen it, it is funny to watch. So Yeah, I got out, to I where I can't really watch too much comedy specials anymore. Like, I think the last one I really watched was, like, Shane Gillis's. And that's all-time goaded. Yeah, and, like... Every joke is fucking Yeah, he's banger. funny. Yeah, like, and, and it's, there's something... I don't know. It's, like, a lot of them, I just... It's the way it's presented. I have a hard time, like, enjoying it. Like, I enjoy comedians' podcasts, you know, but, True. like... And there's something about like the way the sterileness of comedy specials 
that like doesn't come off as funny to me anymore. You know, it's all like yeah. gussied up. It's presented a certain way. And I've watched so much Red Bar. I think I just can't like can't do you, it anymore. You, your well has been poisoned. Yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> it really has. Like it's it, it's because it's hard. Once you see like once he like makes the points he makes making fun of them, it's very hard to see them in the same light. Well, you can't unsee certain patterns. Exactly. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, these guys are kind of fucking corny and, like, not doing right. funny shit. It's not actually funny. It's just funny because people are saying it's funny. Well, I mean, I think you and I even went through, like, a similar thing recently. Like, I remember you, I asked you about something, like, did you listen to this? And you were like, dude, I don't even listen to podcasts anymore. Yeah. I feel like I stopped. <laughs> there's a while. I stopped listening to music. Like, I don't care about any new bands. Mm -hmm. Like, just give me the Acacia strain. Yeah. I will be fine. Yeah. And uh, I don't really, I don't know. It's, I feel like I'm in this weird black hole. Cause again, you ask, you ask how I'm doing and I'm starting to like, kind of feel a bit more just like weight in reality. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like my responsibilities are, amp into the next level they are. Like, I, i'm getting married they are. you know it, yeah. right we're yeah. starting a family like even now like just having the dog like that's a whole level of responsibility a man yeah just <laughs> all these things i just feel like the weight of reality so i i feel like i've withdrawn a lot from like news i've withdrawn a lot from whatever and i've kind of been like reverting back to like i literally just want to like play video games like a teenager <laughs> that's me baby final fantasy 14 ism that's my religion you i just get high saying? and play age of empires now yeah. and and work on my own I'm a... game i'm by the way for any listeners that are interested i am still working on the game mm -hmm. i need a graphic designer yeah we need somebody yeah we actually we'd love to get in contact with somebody that's a graphic designer for sure even just for like potential pro other projects as i think well. that'd be great you you're, or for the show or yeah if you if you you're know. listening to this and you think you have some chops i don't know hit us up you know we, we could use a t-shirt design we could use any all kinds of shit man instagram stickers you know whatever. logos graphics yeah. anything bullshit and we're not we've been just freeballing it the whole time i mean we're you know we're down we're down down in the trench soldiers so we've been freeballing it and piecing it together this whole time you know yeah what I'm everything you see in here is a product of this man and myself our hands but we're not cheap ass losers either because we're both artists so yeah i'll pay a motherfucker artists and blue collar boys so don't think this is like a desperate cry I'm a, this no, is not, it's not like oh yeah no 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 yo did you listen to wrong. uncle ted's this week with a, don't uh, get me wrong don't get me wrong but it, it hey i'm not an artist i i can I, I'm an artist in different ways. But Think I about I can't draw shit. You know what I'm saying? We're Tim Pool, and we're trying to make our chicken compound. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, I'm so happy I haven't consumed a single piece of that guy's material in yeah. easily three months at this point. I put. I him haven't down, even looked at it. I cold turkeyed him about a year ago. So glad. Yeah. Now he's great. like, Magic the Gathering is being woke. I mean, Wait, he's, he's saying he's talking about magic. If you look up his dude, channel right now, he's talking about magic. He's stealing I, our shit and talking about magic. I will come on it. I bet he listened to our shit and was like, oh, they're talking about magic. This is what the kids like. All right. Yeah. I will come on his show and spurg on him harder than anyone has ever spurred on him and tell him why the Phyrexians are transhumanist. Uh, and actually, if you look into it, I, I talked about it an episode or two ago about the whole Phyrexia transhumanist thing. But if you if you actually look into it, like Phyrexians are the bad guys. Yeah. Like they're not meant to be idolized. And they're just at a point in the story where this is the ultimate it's climax. The focus, yeah. It's like, of course, the bad guys have to get close to winning to make the story. The, bad, the good guys can't win every fucking set. Of course. They can't win every fucking set. No, there time. has to be a turn. Sometimes, yeah, your, your favorite planeswalkers have to be Phyrexianized. Sorry, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's just a natural progression yeah. of a 20-year-old game. Yeah, I mean, 
it's going to happen. Once you get to a certain point, you have to. They, they're aside from just like doing the World of Warcraft, like re-releasing old sets. Yeah, it's like you have to do something to spice it up. You know, at the end of the day. Speaking of, you know, Magic the Gathering and just the crazy shit they've pulled. Did you see the pictures? I I had the article pulled up yesterday on lifting, but we never got to it. Mm. About there's an article and a bunch of pictures that leaked on Reddit of like this this guy who works in a landfill found well, yeah, yeah. six pallets of unopened Magic the Gathering product. Oh, just in a landfill. What is it doing? Why did they throw it out? That's the million dollar question. Yeah, would they throw it out? Is it, what, so, what was it? Brother Wars, and it wasn't selling, right? <laughs> so I watched uh, boring ass Brother Wars. I watch this guy Rudy uh, Alpha Investments. He talks a lot about secondary market. He's a financial guy. Alpha Investments is a great channel to watch, and he's not like an investment crypto bro. He's yeah. like he is he's not a, a fucking loser. <laughs> no, but he's a full time. He is just a magic millionaire. I know he always does his videos, and there's like you can see boxes and boxes of just yes. shit behind him. And, and it's he like has he Patreon. lives. It's like he lives with the cards. He like. does. No, he really does. And, and I'm in a storage Patreon. unit in Santa Monica. <laughs> so you buy a box from him. He makes a video unboxing it. So he makes money on the video unboxing the box that you bought from him. I mean, it's a, it's a genius plan. Uh, and he's smart. like the only well, guy. And that's I guess he doing sends it. you the cards after. He sends you the cards. It's, oh, but, it's you, your but box. you get like you get to almost be featured in the video. You're in the video. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting that's a, a good box. That's a solid little fucking yes. scheme he's got there. And honestly. he also makes money off the video, off yeah. opening your cards. Yeah, because it's family friendly. That you paid him for. So anyway, he had a video where he broke down like a lot of the different like possibilities, and th- there are a lot of reasons why it could be. Could be misprints. Could be uh, he noticed could have been damaged. Yeah. In in shipping, and a lot of times. Uh, distributors will have to pay the cost of damaging stuff because like you know if wizards it's like of the, the nature Coast, of the business yeah if hasbro if you sends have a something fucked up out, set of cards it's like what can you do if hasbro sends something out it gets dented on the way the guy's like i'm not buying this and hasbro's like well we're not selling it again there it goes <clears> but here's the thing here's why it's weird is that a big giant corporation like hasbro you would think like all of their stuff it gets like incinerated like they have giant like armored vehicles and and it's a, a lot of these bureaucratic places like you can't go in and just get files on people like they incinerate shit mm-hmm. they don't have their cute little cubicle shredder yeah like they have giant trucks come in <laughs> and they destroy products yeah like industrial shredding companies yeah. and stuff yeah and and so it's just weird. A lot of people think... They just ended up in a landfill. Well, a lot of people are thinking that Magic the Gathering overprinted. See, this is this comes back to what we were talking about. How Hasbro got their hands on the game, and they're doing their typical corporate greedy shit, and overprinting, realized uh, they couldn't sell all of it, pulling and a then dumped federal it. Reserve. <laughs> pulling a little Federal yeah. Reserve and flooding the uh, market. Exactly. Exactly. They, yeah, because, I mean, we did talk a lot about that, like, secondary market, them wanting to make it bite, like, biting it, you know, and killing it. So I guess it would make sense if they were, like, Almost trying to make too many cards to make the value of secondary market cards come down. Right. Because if you have a shitload of copies of like some rare card that's like say forty, it's 50 not rare bucks, anymore. It's, yeah, the price is going to drop. It's not rare anymore. It's, yeah, it's the same concept. Like you, you put it out there, it's going to drop the fucking price. Right. And so there, there could be a lot of reasons for it, but it, but it is interesting, and I think it is kind of interesting also to kind of like extrapolate out and just see like, okay, what Wizards of the Coast is doing is like. 
and de facto Hasbro is like a perfect microcosm for like the entire financial system. Just like you said, like what's the Federal Reserve doing with stuff? What they overprint, flood the market, devalue things, even down to like manufactured food crises where like the price of eggs is going up because we've seen like eco terrorism on like chicken farms and like all these mysterious fires that just keep popping up left and right. Like what is going the fuck on that? And that is that's what bugs me out. You remember that thing, that phenomenon I talked about, like the society of pressure. I feel like this is more of that. Just like, like the next iteration. Yeah, like instead of like a bunch of mass shootings and stuff, it's like they're doing like infrastructure things. And it just happens so much and it's happening so close together that my brain can't sit there and be like, this is all just happening in a vacuum. Question for you. Yeah. How long until they launch uh, like cyber polygon and like cyber attacks? There's been a few of those lately. Uh, I just saw one that the the huge one just happened just now. What? On Twitter. Yeah, I was just looking at it before we started. Uh, and it was like a DOJ breach, and it leaked all the house members and a bunch of other people's info. Yeah, like their addresses and yeah, like a bunch of shit. Yeah, I, I can't. F- I gotta look for it. And somebody just dumped it on Twitter. I don't know if, but I don't know if it's somebody dumped it, but somebody like took it. Somebody like broke in and breached the database. And oh, fuck. took all the info and shit. Yeah, it's. I was just looking at it before we started. Um, I don't. But anyways, you know, I mean, that kind of shit's gonna keep happening, and I do, and we all. The WEF has been signaling for a while, which even they kind of seem like they're like losing their credibility because they, yeah. they're like supposed to be kicking Schwab out who because they, cause they Are said they? Schwab had became like a rule unto himself. I don't know if he's been deposed yet, but like he was supposed to be. They were like doing a vote to be like, get the fuck out of here. How much do you think, though, that it's all dog and pony to be like, oh, look, we got evil Klaus out. Nobody look at. But they still have all of not all of, but a lot of leaders of countries yeah you know in their clasps so it's like they might just be getting rid of the fall guy like klaus schwab new schwab in land and actually i think he also he's become too like uh he's become too like much of a lightning rod he's too big for his britches and he's a lightning rod yeah and he's drawing too much attention to him you know like before klaus schwab was really around like nobody really knew what the world economic forum was like yeah you know like everyone's like what the fuck are you guys doing they didn't really come into any level of prominence like their name existed and they were around before the pandemic started but like nobody really knew who they were until like the pandemic happened and then they were like they were putting all those videos like this is the perfect opportunity for us to enact all our plans like literal like hand rubbing evil kind of shit you know and so, okay, I found the thing. So it says, FBI is looking into a significant data breach exposing personal identifiable information of hundreds of U.S. House members and staff. Office of the Chief Administrative Officer. So somebody's trying to dox politicians. Oh, and, and Maybe I, another DePepe? Dude, it, you know what? It, here's the thing, is that it's not very hard for like someone like the NSA or the CIA to either pay somebody to do the breach that they know is like a high level hacker because nine times out of 10, a black hat usually becomes a gray hat. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you get caught and they co-opt you. They don't send you to jail, but they're like, you get to do dirty stuff for us, you know? So they let you keep going, mm-hmm. but you're there when they need you to do some shit. And like, I mean, this is like, you know, tenfold hat level, like dot connecting I'm doing here, but it's not very hard for them to get some guy or some group of people who know how to do this to do something like that to then like, especially now that it's affecting house members. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who make the laws. So the second it touches them, first thing they do is come to the floor and go, we have to make sure we pass sweeping new cybersecurity measures right. and clamp down on censorship on the internet that's and right. blah, blah. It, that's how it works every fucking time. Hegelian dialect, problem, reaction, solution. 
every fucking time. It does not matter. Like it, it's it's the same. It, they always use the same fucking playbooks. It's very boring. It's like Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like the shit that's going on in Georgia right now. It's it's all just a fucking playbook. They have this. It, they have a system they have developed to essentially kind of figure out how to kind of put everything under their thumb. Yeah. And they're incrementally doing it. They've been doing it for years. And and a lot of that, like we talk about, is like the web of things. Because like they learn stuff through MK Ultra yeah. that allows them to run bigger psyops and then they share that information with MI six mm-hmm. and, you know, the British Crown and they share their Secrets with Israel. I mean, I remember... All the groundwork was laid in the 60s for the shit that we're going through now. So check it out, too. Even down to predictive programming and signaling, right? Like, I remember a couple months ago, everyone was talking about, yo, Israel is doing war games on cyber attacks on infrastructure. And they were like, get ready. That's going to be the next thing. And lo and behold, months later, we have all these infrastructure you know, issues. issues now, granted, yeah. we haven't seen power outages... Right. And that's kind of that's when I think like that's That's, when it starts getting offensive. And that's the too drastic thing to do. That's too much. That's too much. Because if they do that, that leads to heinous amounts of unrest Mm -hmm. that that's something that people that's like they even know, I think, psychologically, like what people will take. Yeah, that's that's the and most, they learn that that's the most creeping, like insidious part of this thing is that they know exactly just how much pressure to crank up. You know, there's they got like diodes attached to us and they're going Oh, don't turn it up to six. Just put it up to five. That makes them uncomfortable, yeah. but it doesn't make them go crazy. If well, you go to six, they'll go crazy. And I mean, look at the COVID stuff. They got away with that for two years until, you know, they couldn't win everybody over. And then they kind of just had to give it, give it up. The jig was up. Yeah, At man. some point, they just kind of had to, like, sweep it under the rug and pretend it never happened. Yeah, even, like, uh, this week, like... Um, they dialed it all the way up, found where people found their limit, and just backed off yeah and even like uh and even like the the way like narratives get broken like i don't want to not to get like to dive into political stuff but i do want to touch on this for a second is tucker carlson putting out like unedited january 6 footage okay so i heard about what's going on with that so that footage is showing a very different picture than what the january 6 committee showed us sure and january 6 hired a film producer yes to edit all of the footage i remember to make it as dastardly as possible and cinematic but it and actually the fucking thing is like QAnon shaman and all those guys they were led to the senate floor yes by cops yep in the building and we've all seen the videos before tucker carson got them i was watching the live feeds the day it happened yes and the weird thing is that people are like well that doesn't excuse the violence that happened i was like yeah whatever violence happened people were fighting cops like but that whole year was leftists in the street doing like fucking color revolution level stuff in portland yeah all that shit even so they're the- denouncing the violence there because it's like yeah. oh well that's our blah 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 but it's like oh yeah so you're just forgetting about well, everything else you guys did fighting cops even like, just the other day the, the coordinated fucking attack that an anti the antifa group in the woods outside of that atlanta cop city shit what happened there so you remember a couple weeks ago there was like a uh, activist who got shot by the cops there? No. See, okay. Dude, I'm so I'm that You're so out of it. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But uh, so th- there, there's been since 2020, there has been a group of Antifa camped out in the woods outside Atlanta. No shit. And they took over the woods because it's supposed to be a future police training site. So they did a Chaz Woods. Or they woods had a thing. Chaz Woods thing going on, and they've been like getting in protracted like 
standoffs with the cops and it came to the head because they tried to raid the camp at one point and uh the cops killed one of the guys there was like riots in atlanta that night that they killed the guy it was like pretty small there was like a cop car that got lit on fire it wasn't a huge deal but they set up a coordinated attack. It wasn't a huge deal. They just lit a car. I, on I mean, fire. It, it wasn't like the level of stuff no, I, that we yeah. saw in 2020. You hey, know? it's 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 if the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was like that. It was like that level, you know. Yeah. And um, so they there's FLIR footage. I should have pulled the video up, but there's FLIR footage of these guys coming in a coordinated group, and they show up and they throw like smoke bombs, like fireworks smoke bombs, but to mm-hmm. conceal their movement. They are trained. And they showed up and firebombed a bunch of the construction equipment because they started working on it again mm-hmm. once they cleared out the camp. And then they, this group of like, it was, I don't know how many it was, but it was a pretty good sized group. They showed up and like started attacking the fucking place. Like it was like a raid. Like it was like a fucking like medieval raid. Like they ran in and started firebombing shit and breaking no all the construction fuck. equipment. Wow. And like that didn't even get a fucking half a second of air except like anywhere but Fox News. Yeah. But like you could still sit here and harp about how January sixth was one of the greatest attacks on our I our press secretary said it was one of the greatest attacks on democracy since the like I I think it was like civil war. Well, I'm also and pretty sure that bitch nine eleven happened. What are you fucking talking about? First of all, that woman is a moron, and second of all, we did nine eleven. So don't even bring that into this. Nine eleven happened. Nine eleven happened. It happened. But that woman, that that Jean Pierre, Kung whatever, Fu fucking bro, <laughs> whatever she fucking name is, sucks. She is like she. Sucks. I hated Jin Saki. I hate all of them. I hated Kaylee McEnany. Like, she bitch, was the worst too. Yeah, but this bitch, they is all like, suck. This bitch is the ultimate iteration of bad. Yeah, like of just like a perfect smug, a perfect smug mouthpiece. Yeah, who like fucking hates the people she has to talk to every day. Thinks and, all of us are assholes and idiots, right. you know. Like it, she genuinely like detests you can, the people she talks. You to. can see the contempt coming off her at all times, you know. Like she's fighting back the urge to say, "You fucking dipshits." And I always see like, dude, the algorithms hit me because they nerfed my conspiracy videos on YouTube or on Insta. On hey. Insta, I get a lot of like turning point, and I get a lot of political stuff. Like I get a lot of Tucker videos. I get a lot of mainstream bullshit like yeah. that. And I see all these videos of like, what's his name, Peter Dazak or whatever. It's like Peter Dazak owns press secretary, sucks. and I'm like. This, but I'm oh, watching. No, it's Deucey. It. It's Deucey. Deucey. Okay, Deucey, not yeah. Dazak. I'm sorry, Deucey. Dazak was some other guy that was involved in That's some Eco money. Health Alliance. Yes. Okay. Some other money shit, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Peter Deucey. Yeah, I watch these videos. It's like Ben Shapiro owns with facts and logic. It's like Peter Deucey owns press secretary, and I'm like, this Shut is up. such WWE bullshit. Again, yeah, yeah. It's like dog and pony fucking. I'm bullshit, watching yeah. it, and I'm like, this feels scripted. This feels like he's playing the heel. It feels like he's put there to make people think he's holding them to the fire. Exactly. When it, in just actuality, enough. just enough. Just enough to convince people that like, oh, at least there's someone in there fighting for us real Americans. It's just enough theater. It's like Hulk Hogan, dude. Yes. It's like he's, he's the heel. Yeah, yeah. I am a real, like, it's fucking great. But that's why I can't take that shit seriously. Yeah, it's hard to take seriously. But I did think it was very interesting that both groups, you had McConnell and Schumer both come out and condemn Tucker Carlson for showing that unedited footage because it presents an entirely different narrative than what the January 6th committee did. Yeah, but and everyone will even say like McConnell is a rhino. 
You know, it's like, dude, they're all on that team, man. They all want to keep their paychecks. They yeah. all want to keep it's, their kickbacks. Yeah, they all want to keep their stocks. It's it's uh, and it reminds me of a meme. And uh, someone posted it in the WP Discord the other day, and it was like an anonymous mask with like the Matrix in the background, and it yeah. said, "Could uh, most people who believe in conspiracy theories or like conspiracy theories have done so much damage to uh, that often the people who primarily believe in them it drives them towards like." far right and anti-semitic ideas and i'm like that's retarded first it, it's, i it's, will it's say discredit it's but it, that's meant to the, okay it was a, meant as a discredit yeah. but we have had the conversation before that like if you get too lost in the sauce when folks get too lost in the sauce you, will, you can get into some ra- and you will some go deep remember the gay ass co- conspiracy chart yeah pyramid you end up at the anti-semitic point of no return it's, it's it a real thing. That way. It's yeah. a real thing. It, it is a real thing. It's like, a real thing. To deny it's a real that, thing. The way that lady had it is retarded, but it is yeah. a real thing. And in, in, in the way, obviously, like you said, the way that person you mentioned was presenting it was obviously meant to be like a dig. It was, no, it was a, to, to discredit all conspiracies as like, oh, well, if you believe in like anything, you must hate Jews. It's like, yeah, and they post. No, it, I actually just don't like people telling me how to live. Yeah, they posted it in the shit post thing because it was like, haha, this is stupid. You know? Yeah, oh, of course. Like, but it was the meme itself was very funny because it's like it feels like it's written by somebody who has never like even questioned like even remotely like even the idea of where their food comes from you know it's like someone who's it's someone who's very fine with the status quo like the person mm-hmm. who would make that is someone who's very fine with the status quo and those are the kinds of people who are like the biggest problem almost people who are very yeah. comfortable with status quo are a well huge the problem. current status quo. yeah exactly they're, like they're a big problem because they will not even entertain the idea mm-hmm. you know and I, I think that's like it's it's crazy to me that on some level you would never question authority on any level right like no matter who was in charge but that's all part of their psyops. Yeah, it's I don't know. It bugs me. It it well, it bugs me too. And one of the things that I find really interesting to kind of look at, like the human time scale of like how we've lived, and like we're living in a post-industrial era, and even the industrial era back to like the 1800s. Like we're talking about like a hundred, two hundred years mm-hmm. of human timeline of like us even having like air conditioning and electricity and phones and all these abilities and creature comforts and technologies that we have that like i find when i break down the political sphere like again i i'm not affiliated i don't participate but when i look at it you know outside looking in yeah i see the leftists a lot of times, again, like you said, they're the collectivists and the ones that really like the status quo. And they'll basically do anything as long as, and again, this is kind of a boomer meme, but like it is kind of true as long as they have their Netflix, yeah. as long as they have their avocado toast. As long as they're comfortable. And, and as long as, right, because like what you mentioned, living in that bubble, it's a certain level of privilege to think you have even the right to tell other people how to live. Like, it, or, it, you or live even in, like the idea that you don't think there's like actual legitimate evil that would do bad things in the world. Not, not only that, y- you know, right? And, well, and, and like I, might have power. Naivety. And like yeah. might have power. You're right. There you is know? a certain naivety aspect where it's like they only see. It's like an ends justifies the means. Where like they only see the outcome, but they don't see how like it could be co-opted or used against yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one... Like, it's, it's like this weird naivety of, like, no one would do anything bad. Right. Like, nobody has bad motives. I want to censor Republicans, and there's no way they'd ever censor me in five years. 
Exactly. Right? Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect, perfect example. But, uh, you know, and I don't know. It's just interesting to watch, like, because we live in a, um, we live under the uh, kind of fold of a unipolar world order. Um, and it is. Yeah. We are in the country that is the main representative of it. I think it is the vehicle of it. The petrodollar and just all of it. We're yeah. part of that vehicle. And um, and to not like be able to kind of like see that and like uh, kind of almost to accept it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of a cop out. Like to just not like understand like that these things and these machinations and movements that you see happening, like that these are net bad things for the world. Mm-hmm. It, it's like I don't think one country has the right to determine how every other country should act. Not only that, like, one of the newest countries. Yeah, like, it just, I I mean, um, there's something to be said about America being a superpower and maybe one of the few superpowers that exist. I would think, I would say, like, China's trying to get there. Well, China has been before and will be again. Well, China was the superpower in their section of the world. Well, and and that's when you kind of start looking at, like, these... You're right. When it comes to, like, a global scale... America is the first place to attempt to try and control almost everything. That's fair. But was that a response, like, to World War II? Like, when did that start happening? I think it's post-World War II, yes, but I also think it's the concept of, like... I swear to God, I think it's justified by, like, somebody's got to do it. Well, also, I saw Anthony. Blinken. I was thinking about this though. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Well, you're good, but you're good. I was just thinking, like you mentioned, somebody's got to do it. I see America on the timeline of like civilizations as like a teenager, like an angsty teenager, mm. and like we're getting too big for our britches. I see it as a middle-aged person. No, dude. Because again, like when you're comparing us to like Russia and China, like these cultures. And even countries and and like civilizations, yeah. as you would see them and call them, have existed for centuries. Well, I guess I say that in the essence of the timeline of an empire, because empires usually last about two hundred fifty years or so which before they right fall apart. It. We're right, which there. we're we're getting there. And this, I think, this is a lot of these things you see um, that we do globally that our little fingers are stuck in the little honey pots of, you know. Mm-hmm. I think these things are like the like last grasps of trying to like secure that power, you know. It's our death throes, it, it's our, and it's like yeah. they're either going to make it happen or it's going to fail miserably. And so this is just like it's like last ditch, you know. Yeah, I could see that. It's kind of why it feels like they're pulling out all the stops all the time. Yeah, and kind of why we're on that upward, straight up part of the bell curve. I mean, because you because the stuff I got today prepared is a. Uh, for those anyone who's not aware, it's been two days, um, but there's been massive protests outside of like the parliament building in Georgia. Uh, Georgia is a country near, I believe it's on Russia's border. It's near like it's in that it's that Eastern Bloc shit, you know, near like Poland and Ukraine and all that stuff. It's a former Soviet satellite. Um, they've had issues before with Russia, like coming across their borders and whooping on them yeah, i think it was like i want to say it was 2014 and they gave him the business it may have been 2008 i can't remember when the last exact last time it happened but they pushed through i remember seeing it on the news and there was a whole thing with the georgian war and um but what's going on now is important in the sense of uh so we saw color revolutions have happened a lot and and specifically when you say color revolutions these are the ones people refer to that a lot of people say are manufactured. They're usually astroturfed. Yes. Very astroturfed. Much 
and and the, where does the color come in? Because like it's almost like a way to like label them. Yeah, it, it it honestly comes from because there has been a lot of revolutions through the past where they get simple names like the Purple Revolution, the Gene Revolution, the Rose Revolution, the Orange Revolution. Like there's been a bunch of them documented, and that's just what they're called. Sure. Arab Spring was a color revolution in all those countries. Sure. Um, and the the real the real like um the hallmarks of a color revolution is it's usually a populist uprising of people. Uh, but these group, it's usually uh, largely led by U S funded NGOs tends to happen. Nice. Um, it's, it's a playbook of this U S state department. It, I mean, or at least if you're going to be conspiratorial about it, it's usually involved because the state department funds a lot of NGOs that get involved in other countries. So there's already people there. That's naughty. And what they do is, is that they advocate for Western causes in those countries. While uh, helping people. Well, and that's where we start coming into like the idea of the American empire. It's yes. like we're not we're not technically we don't have colonies. We don't do colonization anymore. We do right. imperialism. It's a little different. Yeah. It's a little bit of a different thing. Uh, and it requires a little more nuance. You know, uh, it requires a little more subtlety until it becomes unsubtle, which is protests in the streets and color revolution. and violence and real genuine like fucked up violence. Yeah. Um, like the Arab Spring was largely helped by the big tech companies. And that was in Egypt, right? Yeah. Egypt, uh, Libya was a result of the Arab Spring. Syria was a result of the Arab Spring. There might have been that was a lot. That was because of Facebook too, right? Facebook and Twitter were largely involved in that. Helped a lot because that was before people started being like, "We need to heavily censor these platforms Mm -hmm. and these these populist these populist uprisings that could organize happen and they organize and they could organize on the internet on social media. And it's it's actually it's a safe it's a safer way to organize. Arguably, that's why you can't do that anymore. That's why well, you're not allowed. And and that happened during 2020 with our with all the like big leftist protests and the during the George Floyd stuff. Uh, a lot of those, you know, I don't I don't like to use Antifa as like a boogeyman, but like a lot of those groups organized expressly online. Someone would put a tweet out, they would all fucking see it. They all show up in black block and go fuck up a city, you know, several city blocks. It it works it works flawlessly and it you can't get ahead of it because of our uh, like because of how the internet works. It, you can't like make it you couldn't you can't head it off at the pass other than like having police there ready to go which is the best thing they can do to respond to it so like currently what's going on like ukraine back in 2014 they had a it's the most recent really good example of a color revolution that was fully read led by like a right sector group uh which is one of ukraine's like neo-nazi groups they started it uh, and they, the Maidan was largely influenced by their actions. Sure, there was normal citizens there, but it was a lot of... If Anywhere USAID is, you should be careful. USAID is a yeah. NGO group. They're probably going to... It's one of the you, biggest ones. They're going to stick you with some weird syringes and turn your knees backwards. USAID is usually probably like spies. It's probably people who have had CIA training. You know, Some of it's just normal people, I'm sure, who just work there. But I guarantee you a lot of the people who make moves there are definitely deep like deep in the in intelligence community and they are used and called to action when it is time to if if a certain country doesn't adhere to western values or something that helps the west like democracy is only cool in other countries as long as it's pro-western yeah if you have a non-pro-western democracy or a non-unipolar world order democracy your shit's about to get fucked up mm-hmm. and if or you even guys if you have a non-western anything yeah like you pretty much you just have to Break away from the petrodollar. You have to threaten to start your own pan-African currency. Yeah. You know, anything you have to, like that. And it's it's over. For it's you, over. Dude. You better be ready for democracy's boot to get shoved clean up your ass. Uh, 
and <coughs> so those color color revolutions happen, and they love to do it in like uh, Soviet bloc countries, um, especially now because Russia, Russia, China, number one enemies. You know, they they fucked up the Middle East enough that they don't even worry about the Middle East anymore. Yeah, but they, aren't com- they that region has been completely destabilized. Syria is mostly rubble. Libya is a failed state. Don't you think they're also in some ways just trying to like clean up the rest of the Soviet era shit? Like they're they're basically just sweeping up the crumbs at this it's point. It's like uh it's like the it's like the final notes of the song of the Cold War. Yeah, cuz you know? and and even too you could look at it like they had like a huge huge fucking ordeal with the Cold War and all that stuff going and that's- on. That's they, where the like the color revolution model started was during the Cold War. But they also kind of like we always talk about the war machine that turns is like they almost had to draw heat off and go somewhere else just to make some money. Yeah. And just to get the narrative right, just to get it straight, just to come back 20, 30 years later mm-hmm. and do Ukraine. Yeah. You know, like it's almost like th- that's people talk about Trump playing 5D chess, the global hegemony definitely. Well, they've been they've been perfecting the system via yes. all these things. Like the Arab Spring was another chance for them to work their shit. And then after Arab Spring in 2011, we had Ukraine. And Ukraine was like the first one where they really got it done. Like they they got their system down, you know. That was, was that like 2014. Yeah, they they got their system down and they created like an astroturfed revolution and got people to really come out in support of being part of the EU. Yeah. Uh and now, what we're seeing in Georgia is, I mean, I have this clip here, this lady, lady, this is this is your classic color revolution photo op right here. This lady waving an, I, you can't, so play the clip real quick. Let's watch it. She's getting sprayed by hoses. She's out in the front on purpose. Uh, she's got a flag. She's waving it. Is it just a picture? That's just a oh, God damn it. I thought it was a video. Either way. Um. But, okay, so go to one of the other slides because there's... Okay, yeah, here you go. Here's a good example. They have the Georgian flags. The laser pointers are there, which was an Egypt thing that they brought back. That's how they firebomb the cops. So that's how you know it's already getting, like, light on level violence. If you've already got them put on the But yeah, and you can see the laser pointers and shit. That's an old tactic from the Egypt one. And they also did that in China. That's how they break they drones it. down. They did it in, in 2022. They did, yeah. In Hong Kong, that's a bunch of people who try and laser pointers at drones, and then their the systems camera, would yeah. go haywire. They yeah. fall out of the sky. Yeah, and uh, I, people would argue that Hong Kong is astroturfed as well. I don't know that. I don't know enough about that one to really claim that myself. But a lot of people seem to think that was probably a color revolution as well. Uh, but the Chinese really fucking stamped that one out. Well, I have... I got a big conspiracy on that. Because, dude, they literally started welding people in their homes. Yes. When that was going on. Yeah, during the during COVID and stuff. Yeah. And so I wonder how much, too... Okay, and you know, we talk about American supremacy and American ops and American... What if COVID was actually like a Chinese op... For them to be like... What if it was? <laughs> for them to be like, yo, get the fuck in your houses. You did see... Stop stop protesting for democracy, basically. It's, yeah. it's not going to happen. Well, it a was lot their of people said... I mean, I mean, those protests died out because of COVID. 100%. Uh, How many people... They were record-breaking. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people also... 
uh, what was it? The couple people testified today that were part of the original COVID thing. Right. Uh, the original head of the CDC at the time when it first started, that like fat, bald, white guy with the beard and the glasses. I don't know if you remember him, uh-uh. but he uh, he testified today. He's like, yeah, like uh, a lot of weird things happened at that lab. And he's like, he's like, they destroyed their entire like set of records like in September. He's like, they changed over the security of the place from civilian to military. Okay. And they did something else. Uh, I can't remember what the third one was, but he said, he's like, that's very irregular for a lab that is just doing like normal research. Yeah, that's some goofy shit. And he's like, on top, he's like, so I am very intent on believing that there was some kind of incident that happened, you know, that caused all of this. And it wasn't just like, uh, it wasn't just, it wasn't bats, you know? So you mean the thing that everyone was saying from the beginning? Exactly. It's only like you had event 201. Well, it's it, only like you had a level four virology lab. It's, it's only, only like, like the NIH was funding gain of function research there. Like it's, it really is. Nuts. And that CDC director said himself, he's like, yes, we were absolutely funding gain of function research at that lab. There's no doubt about it. And he was he was kicked out of the original meetings of like before they went public with it. Yeah. By Fauci because he said it was determined that I had a different opinion than they did and they only wanted one narrative on it. Yeah. And that's 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 how What a stunning omission. But that's what that's what the machine needs. The machine needs that unipolar because when the machine doesn't have everybody working towards one goal that goal will never get accomplished. Mm-hmm. If you have actual, honest to God, left versus right debates, yeah, like fr- fair discussion of something, yeah, doesn't right? work. It, you it need just no. This work. is the narrative. This is what we're going with. So you know, I always talk about again, left versus right. You have progress and conserve. There's no going back. It's either like I even uh, Matt McCusker said on like the most recent war mode. He was like, dude, politics is like a pinball machine. It's like you're bouncing back and forth, but like you're always moving somewhere. You're always going somewhere. And it's right. like you're always leading to this ultimate realization of ultimately what the sta- establishment wants. Right. You know, which yeah, it's is just like what what's consolidated the means? power. Why would why would a state not want all of the power to itself? Of course. Why wouldn't it? If yeah. someone gave me a reason then maybe I'd listen. Yeah, but and, I don't think there's any reason they wouldn't. Yeah, it's like there's no reason to not have hedge money. Yeah, like, I even, completely. dude, I love this guy. My neighbor, he's an attorney, and I love this dude. He's great. We chill all the time. Our labs play together. But I even asked him, I was like, yo, like, we started getting into it one day, and I was like, do you really trust the government? And he's an attorney, right? And so he hit me with, yeah, like, I think laws are, like, for our own good. And I'm like, when someone actually like starts thinking that laws are being made for your benefit <laughs> yeah. universally, it's like you're so lost in the sauce, bro. What do you, yeah, what do you? You're even, lost like, in the I, sauce. I, yeah, at that point, I'm like, I don't even know like what I can even say to you to like take you off that ledge. <laughs> like, but but then when people start thinking like that, though, you get color revolution shit. When they're yeah. like, yo, the system's broken. And I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I'm not saying it should happen. Uh, and I think color revolutions are probably being propped up here. If you're talking about U.S. backed, like, dude, fucking Patriot Front is totally the feds. Yeah, you know, like that and shit that's happens just every day. Op here. To keep people circling the drain, they want to get like it's the idea to draw on anybody like the real people that join Patriot front are people that they want to monitor. You know, it's not yeah. like anyone who would actually join Patriot front. They want to keep tabs on. 
It's like so I you create this group and it draws them like a magnet to yeah. it, you know. And if I had sent an email to the Guardians of the Looking Glass, I would have been on so many fucking watch lists. Watch list. Hey guys, I really like what you're doing, man. <laughs> but, hey, uh, I think I'm actually uh, an oracle, and I think I can help. <laughs> star, I am starseed. But um, there was something else I wanted to touch on with the Georgia thing, and um, yeah. the big narrative on it is, uh, you see these people. What they're protesting is a law that was put through that would require foreign agents to uh. It, people to register as foreign agents like operatives of another country mm-hmm. or acting in that country's entrance which we have here it's called faro um and anyone who is like kind of in cahoots with another government has they have to, to like register with us yeah michael so if they don't they're a spy or yeah like, like one of trump's charges. one of trump's guys got fucking ran out for that shit michael flynn mr QAnon himself what happened there he got ran out because he like took some phone calls with a russian businessman and then there was a couple other Trump associates who had dealings with Russians people, and they 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 prosecuted them under FARA and said that they didn't register as foreign agents because of it. So huh. we do that here. But now you have our people parroting that we need to support these protesters who are protesting a law that is an exact copy of FARA. Yeah. That the Georgians put through because I think they're tired of all these weird American NGOs and whatever other countries' NGOs, probably CIA, Mossad people fucking around in their country. So wait, they have people they've sigh out people so hard that they're protesting that their government needs to register foreign agents it's the foreign agents that are protesting right because it's a total false flag manufactured it's, it's literally i guarantee you oh most of those people or at least the organizer of that protest work for fucking usaid okay i could see that i yeah. guarantee fucking it i guarantee there's not a there's at least one person in that crowd that is a usa usaid goon would you classify this as like false flag and or like crisis actor level i would say it is there well but they're actually involved in this it's not you know there's no acting going on these motherfuckers are showing up with molotovs and shit to attack the cops right and the, the but they're using slogans and saying it's all russian which is a complete lie and a complete farce. They're calling it the Russian law and all the hashtags on Twitter are no Russian law. Uh, that law is an exact almost word for word copy of the American far law. It is not a Russian law. That narrative makes no sense, but it works on the people who are Ukraine bots. Yeah. And as soon as they see the word Russian, they're going to just support it. You've already got Ukrainians who have made blue and yellow Georgian flags. It's insane. It's just like this. And they claim they shut. This is how these things always go to. It happened in the Maidan. They had every uh, it's been discussed in the Maidan that the sniper fire was most likely coming from right sector guys who were shooting people on their own team to make it look like the cops were shooting them. And that's probably what's going on. pretty sure it's a guy like riding around the ground. Yeah, so he got. Sh- they claim that as the first protester gets shot by the cops, and that's how that always goes. Um, but also, the, they kept saying they're peaceful protests, but these people showed up with Molotovs and fireworks and like are dismantling barriers. Yeah, and, and a guy got shot. But they're excusing all of this because they're combating the Russian law. But here's the thing. Georgia has been largely pro-Ukraine since the conflict started. They have Georgian battalions that are fighting for Ukraine. They have... Um, oh, fuck, I forgot, forgot it. I lost my train of thought. But there's Georgian battalions fighting. Uh, they've largely supported Ukraine monetarily. Mm-hmm. But I think what happened was is the State Department went over there and wanted them to try... They wanted them to commit more military forces to it. 
And most of the Georgian battalions, I believe, were volunteers who went there to fight, which a lot of those guys did in that area. Like you had guys from fucking uh, Chechnya and wherever else because they just wanted to go kill Russians. You know, a lot of people don't like them in that area for very good reasons. Uh, so they will volunteer to fight on behalf of Ukraine. It's not uncommon. Um, there's a whole Ukrainian foreign legion. We talked about the crazy guy last week that was yeah. part of them. You know, there's a whole group of people who come from other countries. But Georgian regime has been largely pro-Ukrainian and they are largely pro-Western. And suddenly they pass this law that will expose all these NGOs and expose all these foreign agents operating within their country. And suddenly 30K protesters show up out of nowhere waving AU flags. You cannot tell control. me that's real. That's you can't. I'm sorry. You're a fucking idiot if you think that's real. You're a fucking idiot. I, I'm like gloves off on this one. I'm not yeah. going to give anybody the benefit of the doubt on this. Like I, my goal today was to try and get out ahead of the propaganda machine because I know how this is going to turn out in the next few weeks. Right. I know what's going to happen. I already know it because it's the same exact playbook every time the State Department does this. Victoria Newland and her fucking goons. Give me... If she hasn't already visited the fucking place, she'll be on the ground over there going, we support the brilliant protesters. They'll probably bring like fucking Lindsey Graham like he went to Ukraine and shit. And yeah. they're going to do that bullshit. It's the same bullshit, man. And it's it's just... I have a big problem with Amer like US imperialism bullshit. And I think like... I don't think our country should be meddling in shit like this. It makes the world destabilized more and more. It has not been a net good for anyone, the weird shit we've done in the past decade. I think that's a very fair assessment. You know, like it's not. And I think if you ask your average voter, they don't want this kind of shit. But what it is, is it's greed. It's uh, it's power. And you're seeing it like flex its muscle to its full potential. And it also these kinds of things serve so many purposes like you have the money generation factor mm -hmm. you have the regime change factor that can long-term if, if you can us. get a pro-western group up in there you have right. you now have access to that country's resources you know like you can do anything you want there once you do that it's such a multi-pronged approach and it also helps with the MK Ultra psyop of you know trauma in the media. It's mm -hmm. like now we have another war. It's like there. It's such a multifaceted thing that like it, it scars your psyche a mm -hmm. little bit. You know, it's like there's there's a reason they do this shit. Yeah, and it's not it's not just for nickels and dimes. Yeah, I've been. This pretty, is not nickels and I've dimes. I've been like hopping mad about it today. <laughs> yeah. like it, it's like making me very angry just the way they do things man like you, you just you see all these same twitter bots like all the ukrainian flag twitter bot guys oh yeah nafo guys they have a georgian flag in their shit now like it's it's just like it, it just like disgusts me i don't know like i don't know how else to really describe it it disgusts me like it's like you just see these things happening and it's like there's people willingly like in like involving themselves in it and like cheering it on you know like, please never forget the price some have paid to wave this flag. And it's the woman waving the EU flag. Like An EU flag? Not even a Georgian flag. A European Union flag. Like, that is... If that is not, like, globalist bullshit, I don't know what the fuck else it is. You know? We're here, and we're going to take out the globalists. Yeah, man. But it's just... I don't know. It's... Like, even the Georgian president... She was born in Paris and, ed okay. and educated in America, but she was the Georgian ambassador from France and then just became the president there. Nice. So she's a French woman who just worked there for a while. And, and then they like, let her become president. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm assuming they All voted right. for her, but you know, 
It's uh, like, you know, and here's an interesting tweet I saw on it. Like uh, the guy says about the Georgia situation, a whole boatload of pro-Western Russian activists moved to Tbilisi after the, that's the capital of Georgia where the protests are going on right now. After the start of the special military operation, dissidents who were funded by the West and various NGOs. So the U.S. has a huge pool of agents and provocateurs who can cause all kinds of mayhem in Georgia, which is exactly what happened in the Maidan. Yeah, it's going to be another Maidan. And, and anyone who's been like following things geopolitically since 2014, even before that Arab Spring knows exactly what this is and what's happening right now. Sure. Because they can't even get creative enough to come up with something new. It's a tried and it's just like the way the Phoenix program works. And that's what they did in Afghanistan and Iraq. It's the same kind of shit. Yeah. Once they figure it out and once they workshop it and war game it enough, they go with the same story over and over. I mean, all the messages that you see that say, like, fuck Russian shit, they're not in Georgian because that's not going to work on Americans and Westerners to get them to get behind it because they almost need popular support to cheer them on so that, like, to keep things from here getting kicked up. Because if people really knew the nature of what these things were, I feel like people would be protesting against it here. And the last thing they want is, like, another anti-conflict slash war movement. I, the thing is that I think, on some level, you are right, yeah. but the the establishment in like the system in the game mm. has gotten a grasp on so many people now, thanks to the internet, thanks to TV, thanks to all the media influencers culture. Sure, that <clears throat> they have them living in another world. Right, they no, have they, them like their their perception of information and the information they're given is so completely different from even just like a little bit of actual research you do on your own. So that's why I think like some people that's why you have the lefties clamoring for like war with Russia. And some people were like when Zelensky's like you will send your sons and daughters, some people what are the like fuck? okay. Yeah, like some people are like okay, daddy. You hear that, Timmy? You're going to go die for Ukraine, bud. So, it really die does for gay sex in Ukraine. It frustrates me more that I think the establishment has its claws so sunk in that something like that could even happen. Yeah. That like that on some level, I think a lot of people would be anti-war and anti, you know, that should be like the default position. If they knew about like the (laughs) truth of what was going on. But I just feel like that should be like, even if you know, even if you live in your little la la land, like your default position should be like anti-war. It should be. But like, we don't live in that world of shoulds anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, we we live in world of absolutes, the world of absolutes. And also just like the weird clown world. Like, nothing makes sense. Topsy-turvy, fucking back goofy, to the whole, fucking shit. And the whole idea, like, we've only been living this way for, like, a couple decades. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're talking about post-industrial era. Now we're talking about the internet. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, like, since the 80s. Yeah. Really the 90s and 2000s. But, I mean, we are living through information and psychological warfare that true. has never been seen before. So true. And they're just blasting like beaming us with it every day like destroying us yes it sucks yeah it's no fun (laughs) it is no fun i don't like it i'm not enjoying it (laughs) it gets me hopping mad but uh where where are we at we're we're about at an hour i don't know man did you uh did you want to watch the uh you want to watch that plane video i shared 
The what's the plane? The wa- the women on the planes. It's International Women's Day. I feel like we need to watch something celebrating. Oh my gosh, is today Women's Day? International Women's Day. We didn't say anything misogynistic this whole episode until now. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> until, until right now. now, we got you till we got you in the first half, huh, motherfuckers? <laughs> All right. So you you kind of told me about this. You said this is an airport run exclusively by women. Or it's just like there. It's it's a TikTok that was filmed, and I guess all the women just happen to be working all the positions. But that's like the point of it. Oh, like it's like look at look. It's at like how look. There's empowered. a there's a women baggage loader and a woman uh, fueling the plane and a woman uh, the stewardesses and then both the pilots are women and uh, I think that's the is that the end of it? Uh, Actually, I don't know. No, I don't think you sent it. To no, I definitely sent it. Uh, poo poo. Hang on, let me look. I feel like it was the one where the guy said we're all gonna die for sure. Hang on, let me look. Oh no, I hate it when this happens. Um. Yeah, no, you said the wrong word. God damn it. No. It's Women's Day. I really want to make fun of women now. Oh, it's age-restricted adult content, so you can't... Twitter put fucking blocks on now, so you can't just look at a tweet if you're not above eight, if you're not signed in above 18. That makes me so angry. God Elon. damn it. That's like, a new, that's like in the last week, dude, because I wasn't having that problem before. That's so gay. Well, you know Guys, what? go find the Twitter. go find the Twitter post of the TikTok with the women on it flying the plane. It's funny as shit. Most of the comments like, are under. I feel like some people are going to get some really fucked up, <laughs> some really some fucked good. up TikToks based on yeah. that description. Good, good for them. But instead of uh, women hating, we're going to end the show on Elon Musk hating. Yeah, that guy's gay. Fuck Twitter, dude. <laughs> He's a loser. <laughs>